Hello, my love, and welcome to The Missing Ingredient with Gwen. I'm your host, Gwen. I'm a certified functional medicine life coach, and I created this podcast to share ideas on what we can do to feel better, on how we can support ourselves on our own journey to health, happiness, boundary setting, and creating balance in your busy life. Every episode is often partially a coaching session, so it can be a little bit touchy and also definitely just an exploration of ideas. And I am so glad you're here letting me share this space with your ears today. So today I was actually going to talk about something entirely different than I have just suddenly decided to talk about today. I was on a couple of consults calls this week and heard over and over again the same kind of thing. And so I want to talk about it because it's important. Um, So today we're going to talk about why we're so dang tired all the dang time, right? But quickly, before we dive in, I want to remind you that I am not a doctor and nothing I talk about today is medical advice, okay? So if you are dealing with extreme fatigue or you, you know, go to the doctor, all right, get some tests done, check in. You you got to do it. We got to take care of ourselves, yo. Okay, let's go. First of all, there's like the obvious thing, of course, which is the fact that most people aren't sleeping enough. Some people don't prioritize sleep because they don't think sleep is important. I have met these people. I know these people. We all know these people. Other people, they say they think sleep is important, but then their actions don't support that statement at all. So what that looks like is staying awake four hours past their bedtime, working or watching shows or just doom scrolling social media, right? Then there's new parents. And that's a category of its own and kind of lives outside of this conversation in its own unique beautiful yet challenging ways. But I do want to talk to all my mamas out there right now. And listen, this also will apply to you if you're an entrepreneur, a student or whatever. But here's the deal. As moms, and I'm talking about moms because most of my clients are moms. Most of my clients are women. But know that If you're a dude, I'm so glad you're here. Or if you're a them, they, I'm so glad you're here. And this will, the information in this will apply to you as well. So as moms or the person, the parent who kind of is in charge of putting a child to bed, which historically, generally, mostly falls to the mom, even if that mom is also working full time. Anyways, I digress again. So we often develop this habit of getting our kids to bed and then staying up way past our ideal bedtime because it's our me time. It's the only time we have to ourselves all damn day and I get it. 
But then what happens is we're a monster all day and it takes an incredible amount of energy to just be a decent human being, right? And then there's food cravings and energy crashes and feeling like we're the worst mom and person. And then the epic toll that has on us, you know, feeling like we're not nailing it as a mom is just a really unique suffering that I did not see coming, but it is legit. So it's a lot, right? And I want you to ask me how I know, like, this is a lived experience. I am not on a tower here. And yet, we continue to do it, right? Even though we know it's making us kind of not our optimal self, we do it because it's our only time. This little slice of information is actually really big. And it really is not only about parents, right? It's just like a lot of people are dealing with this. A lot of people are racing through their days so fast and furious and full on tilt that by the time uh, the kitchen is cleaned up and please, for the love of everything, start cooking at home. All right. It'll change your life. It's effortful, but it'll repay pay you big time. People are so busy. They don't have a minute all day long. So when it's naturally time to wind down and head to bed, there's this kind of desperate need for more time. Time to do something for yourself, to chill out, time to relax and unwind and maybe or maybe not chat with your partner. It's like just time to zone out. Maybe often it's time to have a few glasses of wine and watch a few episodes of whatever, right? The thoughts that generally create this are, I deserve this. I deserve this after such a busy day. I'm so tired, but I need some time to decompress and to just watch a show. Or this is the only minute I get to myself and I am taking it. These are thoughts that I have thought. These are thoughts that my clients think all the time. This is how we perpetuate the behavior. What happens though is it perpetuates being tired and behind and late and flailing and chaos and that sort of hot mess vibe, right? It results in being short-tempered, usually with the people you love the most, which, ask me how I know, is quickly followed by guilt. I hate that cycle. But also, it impacts, you know, we have a lack of focus at work. Or we're generating crazy sort of out of control food cravings and energy crashes. And then what all this does to our physical and mental health is damaging. It's just not great. Also, because we're in a hot mess mode, we don't make time. Yeah, you heard me. I said we don't make time to rest or to read a book or chat with a friend or notice the sun filtering through the leaves. Like we just don't make time because we're just always perpetuating this sort of behind madness. So we get to the end of the day of our hot mess day and we need time to get out of our stress cycle. And we do that with wine and screens and ice cream And maybe it made sense when your kids were teeny and they went to bed at seven, right? And so you would stay up until 10 and then go to bed 
sweet sauce, right? But some of y'all, and I can fall into this camp, are rolling this out just way too long. Like if our kids go to bed at nine or 10 and then we stay up until two so we can get some time, that shit is going to mess with your jam, yo. I'm just saying. And I know I might be making some people mad at me right now, but I also know it is not serving you, not at all to keep perpetuating this behavior. I also know you want to tell me why your circumstances are different. And of course, I get that there are going to be circumstances that are unique, but most of you are going to tell me something I've heard a hundred times before, and it's just not that unique and it is not serving you. It's just that you haven't done the work to change the pattern or habit or routine yet. It's how you've been doing it and changing it feels hard, right? Or like it's something you don't want to do because we think we won't have any time. If we take away that pocket of time, our brain is like, well, then you will have zero time, right? That's it. But I am telling you right now that if you start to create that shift, if you start going to bed earlier, noticing when you're actually tired and using that as a key or like a cue to actually go to bed, everything will start to shift. You maybe will have the capacity to wake up a tiny bit before your family and take some time there. Maybe not, but you will have the mental clarity and have had enough sleep to find that time somewhere else in the day. I know you don't believe me right now, but I know because I have done it in my own life and I coach a lot of people through this exact thing. Listen, I am not trying to make you feel bad. I know I sound kind of harsh. I genuinely want you to feel good and healthy and happy. And please know that this is something I actively have to work at. I am a night person, naturally. And it takes a lot of prefrontal cortex thinking (laughs) to get my ass to bed at a good time. But I can tell you that it makes an epic difference in life and in health and our relationships, sweet baby Jesus, in our relationships, I'm telling you what. So that, my love, is one reason why we're tired. We're not getting enough sleep, okay? (laughs) I kind of ranted, but that's how I am. So another big one is that our body is in a state of inflammation. This can be from what we're eating, our stress load, our lack of offloading our stress, lack of sleep, lack of movement, and even things like our toxin load or just so nuanced of what impacts our inflammation. Living in a constant state of inflammation, even low-grade inflammation, can put so much pressure on your body, on our immune system, that we're just tired all the damn time, right? So that's something to think about. Is your current or even past lifestyle causing an increase of inflammation in your body? If we're tired all the time and we're in a state of increased inflammation, it's a bit like walking around with a broken leg and then wondering, why is it hard to walk? So you can assess if you're doing things to offload your stress. You can 
You might be reacting to the food you're eating, if you're sleeping to support your body and your health. Like, did you know that when you sleep, your body is hard at work optimizing your health and brain function and all the things? Like, you're just sleeping away and your body is doing work, like essential work for your health and your cognition and your hormones and just everything. That's a, I could, obviously... I could talk about that for a little bit too long, longer than we have today. Or if you're making time for relaxing and laughing and resting and moving, right? Or breathing. Are you breathing these days? Like really breathing? Or is it all short upper chest, shoulder raised, shallow breaths, right? That is not helping you out. So (laughs) that's another reason why you might be tired all the dang time. Your body might be fighting really hard to deal with being slightly on fire on the inside. (laughs) Legit. Okay, the last thing I want to talk about is you might be super tired all the time because of what you're eating. And I know I kind of mentioned it above. But what I mean by this is a lot of us are just not eating for energy, right? We're just eating, but we're not eating in a way that's going to be generating energy. Like we drink three cups of coffee before we have breakfast that consists of a huge muffin and then we have a sandwich for lunch and then we eat a donut and have another cup of coffee at three because we're so tired and then we eat whatever we can throw together for dinner. Like it's all just like whatever. We're just ramming food in our face. Any version of this is going to mess with your energy. You might not be having that exact meal, but any version of that is going to be messing with your energy. It's not creating the environment for optimal energy. Your body is literally on a wild ride of these sort of energy peaks and then dips into the valleys and it is just exhausting. Crashes and food cravings and just messy, exhausting. So I'm not going to beat around the bush here and I'm just going to tell you straight up. You've got to eat a breakfast that's loaded with healthy protein. Things like eggs or Greek yogurt or tofu scramble if that's your jam. Protein is important at every meal. And breakfast, it is incredibly important for creating sustained energy. Then we want to have a lot of plant fibers first thing, first thing in the day. Or whenever you eat your breakfast. I don't really care. I just want you to break your fast with a whole bunch of plant fibers. Things like sauteed greens or salads or some hearty soup. Veggie hash with like Brussels sprouts and cauliflower and broccoli. That's one of my absolute favorites with an egg and some fresh herbs. Oh, so good. But whatever. You know, just looking at ways to include plant fibers first thing in your day. First as your part of your first meal. And I know. This might freak you out because who's eating greens for breakfast, right? No, we're told to have toast or that's normal or pancakes or whatever. But listen, you are going to be eating greens for breakfast. Once you get used to it, you're going to love it because you will feel so much better. I dare you to try for like 10 days and tell me you don't notice a difference in your energy um, and in your day and how you feel. I dare you. (laughs) I don't know why. I don't know why I'm daring you, but I am. I'm legit daring you. And the last thing I want to mention about eating to create energy is it is very important to have healthy fat when you break your fast. 
your brain loves fat and uses a lot of it. And when you skip it and eat nothing but sort of carbs and fat-free stuff, your brain is in distress. Like it is hungry, yo. It uses an incredible amount of calories and it loves fat. So avocados, full-fat Greek yogurt, olive oil, coconut oil, nuts and seeds, coconut milk, and whatever other healthy fats you can get your hands on. I That's all I can think of right now. If you try and include these three things into your breakfast meal that you have at whatever time you eat breakfast, actually, ideally, you have it at every meal, but whatever, we're just focusing on breakfast right now, you are going to have so much more energy. Now, listen, quickly for a hot second, if you are experiencing an incredible stress load or you're feeling burnt out or you're having a hard time generating energy, I couldn't recommend more creating a very like kind of scheduled three meals a day where you wake up and within that first hour of waking up, you have a full breakfast just like this. And then you plan your lunch and you have a sit down and you eat your lunch and then you plan your dinner and you sit down and eat your dinner. This can create so much more stability and it can help us manage our stress and it can help set our cortisol rhythm, which will help us sleep better and kind of just start to optimize our hormones and can really make a huge difference. Okay, so that's something else to think about. So just give it a try for like 10 days. And then actually just come and tell me on Instagram if you feel a difference. I want to hear. Just come and tell me. Now, as I've been rambling here, I also quickly want to mention hydration. If you're tired ass, there's a good chance you might be dehydrated. So many of us are dehydrated. One sort of like calculation is you take your body weight in pounds, divide it in half, and drink that amount of fluid ounces a day. I would actually even say add in a few extra glasses or cups of tea if you can. Some people recommend drinking roughly like 11 cups of water per day for the average woman and 16 for men. Not all of these have to come from plain water. You can totally jazz it up with fruit or vegetables like lemons and berries and oranges and cucumber slices and mint and whatever, or have herbal tea. It can include bubbly water. Stay away from the sugary things, all right? And also avoid overconsuming caffeine. Just have some coffee in the morning if that's your jam. And then take it easy, yo. Some of y'all are just drinking way too much coffee. That was my last one, but now I want to talk about stress. (laughs) This is huge. The continuous yet normalized load of stress and anxiety and overwhelm will drain you of every ounce of energy you have. It takes and takes and takes and will leave you completely drained and burnt out. And I sound dramatic, but I am not being dramatic. The impact of stress on your health and on your energy is off the charts. Now, the challenging part is we don't even notice we're packing around stress. It's become our normal baseline. It's become normalized culturally. And it's often something that we even kind of brag about. Like, I'm so busy right now. My life is so busy. Which just quietly translates to... I'm super important 
and this should impress you. Okay, so if you're rolling around talking about how busy you are, take it easy. (laughs) Our body isn't meant for this unrelenting stress and to pack that load around all day and night. It is widespread. Like, it's, I don't know, something like 75% of Americans, which of course I am Canadian, but I suspect we're close enough, are feeling like they're dealing with an unhealthy amount of stress and probably even more for caregivers, which most of my clients are in some capacity, whether they're moms or whether they're at home or at work. And, and to be honest, often both caretakers at home, caretakers at work. Stress is a bitch and it impacts everything from your sleep to your sex drive, to your food cravings and your weight and literally everything else. I'm not even being dramatic. (laughs) This is one fantastic way to include exercise actually into your life because exercise is the best way for your body to offload stored stress. We think about stress like it's something that we experience in sort of a moment, but our body actually has a physical response to stressful or stressors, right? It, all sorts of things happen, like our reproductive systems shut down, our uh, digestion stops functioning, our vision gets brighter, our prefrontal cortex gets less activated, and we kind of go into like quick thinking. And anyways, Stress is not just like this emotional thing that we're experiencing. It's actually a physical thing that we experience. And what I'm ranting about is what I'm trying to get at is that movement or exercise is one of the best ways it's for us to offload that physical response and um, kind of complete that stress cycle that gets triggered. Now, most of us, that stress cycle is triggered and it is just on full blast all day and all night. And then we're like, I don't know why I'm not sleeping, yo. So I actually go super deep into this with my coaching. And actually on my soon to be done course that I could not be more excited about, yo, it is going to be so fun. And actually, if you're interested in signing up to be part of my sort of beta tester group, email me at gwen at gwenjohnson.ca. That's G-W-E-N at G-W-E-N-J-O-H-N-S-O-N.ca. I'll put it in the show notes and I'll add you to the list because I cover all the things in this course in like really simple, tangible ways. So you can work at things like stress management techniques and eating to generate energy and health. We focus on sleep and movement and like other fun things are kind of sprinkled throughout it. So it doesn't kind of freak you out or feel like giving giving up and failing. It's really designed to just be something that you can gradually move into and build on and develop these new kind of this new foundation. Currently, the plan is to roll this out in spring of 2023. And for my first group, my plan is to work pretty closely with a sort of small group of people as they move through it so that I can kind of dial it in. Now, there's a chance that when you listen to this, it's already full. But if it is, still email me because then you can be still taking the course. Um, It'll probably be available shortly after and it'll be dialed in and you will have such a good time. Okay. (laughs) 
(laughs) I kind of went sideways. But my point is, there are a lot of reasons you are tired all the time. Like maybe you're run down or burnt out or not nourishing your body or dealing with inflammation or have, you know, poor sleep hygiene or habits or whatever. And I want you to really be honest with yourself here and really challenge yourself to try making some changes that will support you having more energy. Because can you even imagine what it would be like to wake up feeling rested and to finish work and still have the patience and the energy to play with your kids, right? Or to get out for a walk or run in the woods or cook yourself something healthy. Like how amazing would that be for you? How would your life be different, right? If you had access to more energy, really think about it and allow yourself to kind of imagine it and then use that to motivate you to make changes, right? Also, I do want to mention that if you want to get on the wait list for one-on-one coaching, head over to my website. The link is in the show notes or email me. The link is in the show notes because now is a good time. And the things I've talked about today are just some of the things we work on together. And don't forget that if you found value in today's episode or you know someone who is struggling with this to share this, to subscribe or send it in a DM makes a huge difference for the show and for the growth of it, which I just want to impact as many people as I can and encourage them to do the things that are going to make them feel better. So thank you ahead of time. All right, my sweet love, remember, you are already beautiful, worthy enough, and lovable right in this very moment, just as you are. Nothing needs to change in order to make that true. Isn't that nice?